Mayor Chow is calling for a review of Ontario's property assessment system. And this is uh, known as MPAC. You've probably seen them out front of your house going, what are you looking at? But it's a provincial body that assesses your home, you know, what it's worth. And then that sets the price for your property taxes. And some say the system's flawed, you know, that the city's more affordable houses are being overtaxed while the mansions get a break. I mean, there's nothing cheap in Toronto. So I'm not sure what they're basing the decision in and what's the actual value. But I'm curious, will this lead to a whole lot of people realizing I've been ripped off? Katrina Miller, Executive Director for, of Canadians for Tax Fairness. Is that, uh, is fairness in tax a, a thing? Good to have you, Katrina. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a bit of an oxymoron. Thanks for, What's that? Thanks for having me, Alex. Well, yeah, we, we certainly hope so. And I think that, you know, although many of us may grumble when we have our tax bills and we have to pay our taxes, you know, we, we hope that our taxes are fair in the sense that we hope that those with the ability to pay more, in fact, do pay more, and those that have less pay less. Mm. And that ultimately, that's what makes the tax system fair. And in order for us to know that that's what's happening, the tax system needs to be transparent. One of the big problems with impact right now, which is a key part of the property tax system, is that it's totally not transparent. Yeah. We don't know how they assess our properties, what kinds of strange mathematics they use to do it, um, what they compare us to, unless we decide to go and appeal our property tax assessment. Mm -hmm. um, and because of that lack of clarity, there have been lots of questions for decades about whether or not impact is doing those assessments properly. Recently, there has been an investigative report where, you know, some journalists went and collected information themselves over three years. And what they found was that, in fact, uh, about 60% of properties are being misassessed. Hmm. Um, some more than their, uh, than their value, some less than their value. Now, right. here's the problem that really hits home, I think, for a lot of Toronto homeowners is that if you have a property that's valued in the lesser scale of Toronto properties, you're more likely to be assessed um, more than your property is worth. Right. If you're in a million dollar or you know, three million dollar mansion, it's more likely that your property assessment will be less. And so that's what makes it so unfair. Yeah. Um, but your transparency point, I remember uh, in my other house before uh, I ran into the impact guy and I was very curious as a journalist saying, what you doing? And I did try to talk to him. I was like, so how do you come around with the value of that? And he didn't want it. No talking. <laughs> I don't want to talk yeah. to you. But do they value your place? Like what if you've got a okay house, but your neighbor's got a pimping house and your other neighbor's got a pimping house? Do they value it on what others have that you could be or what you are now? Well, that's that's one of the questions that's raised in some of the criticisms of impact is they they use different, uh, you know, different sort of uh, analysis to evaluate your house and they might do it based off of property sales near you if your property has been sold recently they might take that into account they might take into account what they can visibly see in terms of renovations and so on and so forth um, and so because we don't have the ability to actually see clearly how they go about those assessments we can't say what exactly they're factoring beyond generalities right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, your neighbor's house, if it's been sold recently, it's probably going to impact you. Right. However, you know, it, if impact is taken into consideration that it was newly renovated, maybe not. Mm. Um, the issue is transparency. And I think that what Mayor Chow is asking for, which is a, a public and independent review, would shed light 
on impact system and might clean up some of these problems. Albeit it is provincial jurisdiction, so I'm not sure how she could stick handle that. But are we in a situation, Katrina, where a lot of people could find out, well, I was overcharged, um, you know, feeling that, that, that maybe not exploited, but if they got overcharged and, and there are other people who will say, I don't think I was overcharged, but now I'm going to have to pay more. Like there are, there are people that will lose, but there could be, and this could expose that a lot of people have been um, overassessed. And is there any recourse for that? Well, that would be, I think, a really interesting question, especially in one of these transparent public reviews. Are you, um, are you actually what... think it's going to be transparent? <laughs> well, like, I, Listen, I think... there's not going to be anything transparent because you're right. There is no transparency. I've talked about it a lot. Like yeah. that's the system oh, we have. There's no transparency. So everyone can point the finger at each other. Yeah. And one of the reasons why there's no transparency is because MPAC considers itself, you know, in an entrepreneurial role, able to keep its information and sell it and sell its way of analysis to banks and other firms who want it. So it's actually doing a little business mm -hmm. while it's in the midst of assessing our properties. And, and that may be the biggest mistake of all is treating MPAC as a business instead of a, a public agency. Well, we pay their bills. Just operates, exactly, just operates for the public good. And if we pay their bills and they're collecting information about our properties, I do believe that it should be fully transparent and we may need impact to get out of the business of selling its information in order for that to happen. Right. And so to, to, to the point before though, with recourse, would there be recourse? Yeah. And I mean, Olivia Chow during campaigning said she will tax those who can afford it more. I'm not really sure. We never got that idea of who's, uh, you know, able to pay more because a $2 million house does not mean you're rich in Toronto. It just means that's the cheapest thing you could find. And you probably have 18. I mean, there's nothing cheap in Toronto. No, it's true. Like, it's it's true, believe me. Yeah, it's, it's, there's nothing cheap in Toronto. And, you know, the idea of those with more expensive homes paying more, you know, it has some worth and some weight. They've done that in Vancouver, and there's other municipalities that are considering that. Um, ultimately, though, if we were to, you know, rejig the assessment process to get closer to the actual uh, value of the houses, what we would see is those with homes that are over 1.6 million yeah. and up, you know, up into like 14 million would likely be paying more. And those with homes that are under, you know, 500,000 or even a little more than that would likely be paying less. Um, and so I think that for homeowners in Toronto, we got a, we've got a housing affordability crisis here, right? Well, we have so many, we have everything problems. In, in, in it's true, it's I mean, true. It's, affordability overall is, um, is, is tough. Yeah, and I think that, you know, it, that if we did, if the system was better calibrated to the value of the house, mm -hmm we would see that principle of those who have more pay more right. and those who have less pay less in place. How long do you think this review would take place? And does Olivia Chow have the jurisdiction to actually get this information given it's provincial and if they want to hide behind um, a wall, I'm sure they could, but it will, can she do this? I suspect Olivia Chow will look to join with other municipalities to call on the province to yeah. undertake this. Yeah. Um, and and may find lots of willing partners there, yeah. frankly, because municipalities across Ontario are very upset with impact and have been for decades. Oh, and the, there the, was a the listeners. They're like, you guys don't pay enough in Toronto. I'm like, well, maybe it's that we're all being ripped off collectively. Let's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe it's not a Toronto. Maybe you guys. So there is, I think, an interesting to that to their point that there are a lot of jurisdictions. Hamilton, they pay yeah. a, a huge amount of taxes. There are other jurisdictions that pay a lot more. Um, maybe it's they who are getting overcharged. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that uh, the, every municipality in Ontario uh, has good reason to want this kind of review, a public and transparent uh, inquiry and review of impact. All right. Stay tuned. I think it's a fascinating uh, conversation. I'd love to see where it goes and I'd love to see some transparency on this because I think a lot of people just don't know about it. But uh, Katrina, we'll talk again. Thank you. Thanks so much, Alex. Take Katrina care. Miller is uh, executive director of Canadians for Tax Fairness. It's such an oxymoron. There's no such thing about fair taxes. It's just not fair. Uh, but yeah, I think it'll be fascinating to see what they can find out. Miss Chow. I, I just want to know, just for transparency's sake, how they come to what they come to. Guy I tried to talk to just wouldn't. Uh, it was so uncomfortable. It was so awkward. He literally, I was like, "Hi, how you doing? Oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm here to. Oh, how does that work?" It just would not talk to me. I was like, "Do you say? Do you talk? Are you a mute? What's going on?" But uh, no, they they don't talk. They don't answer questions.